Welcome to the Empath and the Narcissist Podcast, spiritual healing from trauma and abuse for empaths, where you regain your sparkle back after narcissistic abuse. I am your host, Raven Scott, spiritual mentor and author, and I'm empowering empaths three times a week in recovery and healing from narcissistic abuse and childhood trauma. Your human design, self-care, mindfulness advice, and expert interviews. Subscribe now. This is Season 5, Episode 16, Four Ways to Decondition Your Subconscious Through Human Design After Narcissistic Abuse. Our deepest unconscious security needs are linked with repeating clusters of prior life and early childhood feelings and experiences. Mark Jones, in his book, Healing the Soul, Pluto, Uranus, and the Lunar Nodes. To be honest, I was referred to my therapist through a friend, and I've heard that some people really are off-put by therapist. Therapy isn't for me, they say. I tried it once, and my therapist said something so offensive, I never went back. So this concept of therapist shopping is actually really beneficial. And some people don't always click with their first few therapists. This is the beauty about better help. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp, who offers licensed therapists who are trained to allow you to talk to your therapist in a private online environment at your convenience. For the best treatment and outcome, it is important to be understood and to click and jive with your therapist. So there's so many therapists that you can pick from BetterHelp, and it's important to find the right fit for you. This is why I specifically chose BetterHelp as one of our sponsors. It is one of the largest online networks of therapists that can help you with a range of issues and it's therapy from the comfort of your own home. So if you're interested, try it out. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash E-M-P-A-T-H. The link is in the show notes. We are on day two in our 10-day narc free living challenge how to overcome the pain of narcissistic abuse if you haven't joined yet you still have a chance to join and catch up on the action of what we're doing over there and healing in the portal just sign up in the link in the show notes and just to give you a little preview of what i'm emailing you every day in the challenge i decided to uh, share with you what i shared as the audio on day one So if you've already heard this and you're part of the challenge, this is just another reminder and an encouragement. Hello and welcome to day one of the 10-day Overcome Your Pain from Narcissistic Abuse and Live NARC Free. This is my first annual, so I'm so excited that you're here and have joined me. It's really important for us to not let the past trauma define your life. And in this 10-day challenge, I'm going to guide you through the essential steps to help you overcome pain from narcissistic abuse. And so let's get started. Today is day one. And first, of course, we've identified that we are dealing with a narcissist. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. And it's important that when experiencing narcissistic abuse, I just want to affirm that it can and always is painful It's traumatic, it's 
mind-blowing, it's crazy-making, and all of the things. So we just want to affirm that. And it does leave you with emotional scars that are difficult to overcome. And according to Medical News Today, gaslighting, which is what the narcissist does to you to not take responsibility and to continually perpetuate the cycle of abuse, gaslighting does affect you in the long term. It affects and gives you certain, it leads to anxiety, depression, isolation, and psychological trauma. And of course, it impacts all your decision makings and your brain chemistry because you're constantly in this fight or flight mode in your amygdala. So I'm going to guide you through how to release that, how to recover from all of that, and to live narc-free. So let's first address that it's important and healthy to have anger. It's important to have the anger to be able to move you out of this abusive situation to stop loving the person that is abusing you. And the anger is the conduit for you to move yourself out, get free, and then stay away and continue that no contact with a narcissist. And I will be referring to human design references throughout this as I interlay human design as a self-discovery and a tool to help you understand how unique you are and to gain clarity and really to uncover the truth about you because the narcissist is always projecting and reflecting and doing all these things that are making you confused about who you truly are. So I want to go over first some human design basics 101 so you know what I'm talking about a bit. And you can learn more on my website in the Empath Healing community. I have a whole tab on human design education there. But basically, human design is like an astrology chart, but it combines all the systems. So it's a fairly new system and was compiled and created in 1984. So it involves the chakra system combined with astrology, combined with I Ching, combined with Kabbalah, uh, and the science of neutrinos. So essentially the science of knowing that we are bodies of energy. And there are five different types. So we have, you could be a certain type, and then you, so when you do pull up your chart, which you can get for free at myhumandesignchart.com or geneticmatrix.com, it will share with you what your type is. So there's five different types which determines your strategy and how to flow through the world and how to take action. And then it also gives you your specific authority type, which is how you make the right decisions and know and lean into trusting your intuition. There's something called the definition, which is like how the energies flow in your chart, your profile, which another big one people understand. You know, typically if someone knows their human design chart, they say, for example, myself, I'm a 6-2 sacral generator. So it's your profile, your authority, and then your type. So your profile is something, there's um, six different lines and you have a combination of two of the lines because it's based off of your personality when you were born, like your conscious personality, and then three months before you were born, your subconscious personality. So you have that profile, which there's the six types that um, you can learn about in the community. You have your incarnation cross, which is called, this is essentially your soul's purpose. And depending on if you are 
making choices through your strategy. Then you will have a not self theme. So if you're always frustrated or angry or resentful, that's just a sign that says, hey, you're not making decisions according to your strategy. Get back in alignment. And then there's other really fun little information and tidbits about like your environment and your digestion and how you interact with the world. So that's just a brief overview. And um, so I wanted to cover the brief overview today. And then as I talk about different topics in the next few days, which interlay and intertwine in your healing journey, this 10-step journey of how to overcome the pain, then you'll kind of get to know, you, you know what I'm talking about. So today... I'm going to guide you through a exercise and actually it's the day after the full moon in Leo. And so really what the full moon in Leo is asking all of us, it is, is the matters of the heart. A lion is big hearted and brave and Leos love to shine their light out to the world. So I want you to ask yourself today, how do you want to shine out into the world? How do you want to be as your most authentic self? So that's step number one of our exercise. You can journal about that or just think about it as your day, move through your day. And then this next one is every full moon, the best way to release the anger and resentment and the pain that is trapped inside your mind and your body from the abuser and from the situation and your childhood and all the things that flood you. They flood us the most and they get amplified around each full moon. And so it's best to take that time and just write that down on a piece of paper with pencil. So this full moon ritual is something I've done for months and months over the years. Every single full moon, I will write how I'm feeling. I've had tears flood the paper as I'm writing. Just release all of that for a good seven minutes. You're going to write with a lead pencil because we're using all the elements of the energy. So we're using the earth element with lead, the paper as well. And the thoughts are the air element and you're writing them all out. And then as you get all of that out, you don't even have to reread it. It does not have to be perfectly legible. Now, a lot of times I'm just scribbling my thoughts down that I can barely reread, but it's out and it's through that lead pencil. And then your next step is to burn this using the fire element, transmute it to the universe, surrender it to the divine to God. This is not your burden anymore. This is not your pain. And you fully transmute it, changing the properties from paper, earth, and air, your thoughts onto the paper, through fire, back up into the air, up into the ethers. And it's really powerful. I It sounds very magical, which of course it is kind of magical, but it is extremely powerful exercise to release whatever you're feeling at this moment. And there might be multiple layers to your anger. And each full moon, you just release another layer of the onion and another layer. And eventually, all that anger and all that resentment and all of the pain you feel will be transmuted into something beautiful. And it will be transmuted into a lesson, into a purpose, and just surrendered up to the universe. And then after, this is the next important step, is after you transmute it through the fire, you go and you shower and you cleanse yourself using the magic of the water element with any residual energy or feelings about it. You just wash that away. You can shower, soak in a bath with Epsom salts and lavender essential oils. 
whatever you prefer. But it's important to finish off this ritual with the cleansing of the water. And it takes that energy 100% away off of your body, out of your body, and out of your mind. So that's what I'm going to instruct you to do today. Take day one to practice the full moon, release ritual, anytime today that works best for your schedule. And I'll see you back here tomorrow in day two. If you wish to join for free, sign up in the link in the show notes to this free 10-day How to Overcome Your Pain from Narcissistic Abuse and Live NARC Free. You'll get emails every day for the next eight days now that are left in the challenge. This window of registering will close in two days. So sign up now. Moving into our topic today of transforming yourself through deeper understanding of human design practices. You're going to follow these four methods I'm explaining to you in a rerun episode. I shared a while back when I was sharing more about human design and I took a turn just to really focus and help those who are suffering from narcissistic abuse. But I see now how this can merge so beautifully of allowing yourself to discover yourself and teaching you about your human design chart can give you that freedom and clarity that you so desire to gain your power back from the narcissist because they're telling you who you are and they're feeding you all these lies and you look outside the world and you think this is who I am and this is how I should do things this person said this and this person said that but you have to hone in on who you are who are you uniquely each one of us has a unique energy blueprint and that you find in your human design chart which I have been reading for quite some time and kind of hermiting myself, which is part of my human design, and really mastering the skill so that I can come out and share with you confidently that I can read your your chart and your design and encourage you to live your best life, to live your life aligned with your purpose and your soul, and to make the right choices, like know, knowing how to make the right choices, aligned with your soul that you won't regret and they will align you towards manifesting the life of your dreams away from the narcissist. So in this episode, I share with you uh, these four methods to help condition your subconscious mind and to live a more authentically aligned life. And again, to manifest your dreams really away from the narcissist. So without further ado, let's dive into this episode that I recorded way back, and I think it's a gem that I wanted to reshare on the podcast. And we're going to talk about how to decondition yourself and rewire yourself with human design. So we are here talking about human design, and before we get into it, I wanted to read to you a little bit of from a book that I've bought a while ago. And my Pluto has been activated, so I just picked it back up, and it's called Healing the Soul, Pluto, Uranus, and Lunar Nodes by Mark Jones. It's very in-depth and kind of a hard astrological read, but I'm just going to read to you this short little clip. And when I opened it last night, you guys, my, my grandma just passed away, and the picture of her was here as the bookmark in my book. 
so that was so special to me thank you Mimi for always being here so the Pluto complex is to establish a foundation from which we can understand the entire birth chart if you know this is an astrologer talking to astrologer but you can also understand yours as well through Pluto, we can become aware of the central evolutionary concerns stemming from deep within the soul. And it talks about how our subconscious, you know, the Pluto relates to our deepest unconscious security needs. And as a result, those behaviors that we primarily or unconsciously have default, we default to them under stress. We build a feeling of security on the foundation and of what is most familiar, those experiences we have occurred before. Our deepest unconscious security needs are linked with repeating clusters of prior life and early childhood feelings and experiences. For instance, if a person is raised by a cold and distant parents, their adult relationships might take on the same familiar form. If this pattern repeats, the unconscious gets used to the pattern and will require a great amount of energy to change. And that's what I wanted to introduce to you today is the unconscious. What is that? We all know what it is. We all hear what it is, but it's the thing that's moving forward. Thank you for your podcast and book. It has helping me through this dark period. Thank you for sharing your story, end quote. I have heard this countless of times and I am so grateful my guidebook is to serve you in your healing journey, and it weaves my story into lessons and is a must-read on your self-discovery journey. I've included 20-plus healing resources, such as guided meditations, exercises, and journal prompts to heal and to understand your human design and some astrology concepts as well. You can buy your copy of my book, Empath and the Narcissist, How to Overcome Narcissistic Abuse and Recover from PTSD, Codependency, Gaslighting, Manipulation, and Learn How to Live Your True Self with Human Design 101, on Amazon and listen on Audible. So the unconscious is what our habits are and we can rewire them. We can actually rewire them with our brain through repetition. Tools to wake you up are, I'm going to introduce you to them through human design, but there's a couple others, right? We can use human design to wake us up First, to envision your life and habits you want. Second, to take discipline actions, right? Virtues, things that you do daily in a disciplined practice to repeat, to rewire your brain. And you're practicing over and over. And that's number three. All right, you guys, I'm going to show us the slide. And so what does that mean? That means that there are certain non-self types in your the human design when we're living out of our strategy of our type when we're kind of out of the funk when we're pushing through and our ego is getting in the way right we're starting to go back to our conditioned past the habits of old the things that maybe we've been conditioned in childhood and just so you know we all typically are conditioned to be like a manifester the type right? Like that Nike slogan, you see it, just do it. But where a lot of us are going to hit a wall and we're going to hit energy blocks when we're just doing and we're initiating and we're pushing. Now, that's not to say that you should 
not do anything, right? You want to just follow the breadcrumbs. Keep taking experimental next steps that may be right or wrong, but listen and observe and experiment to what are you responding to if you're a generator? What are you being invited into if you're a projector? And we'll get into those in the next slides. So when you're not living according to those strategies, you're going to find yourself being angry, being bitter, being frustrated, and full of resentment. And so... What we're going to talk about first is rewiring the manifester. And as much as the manifester is what we all are typically wired or conditioned to act like, the initiator, and to just do it and just to work really hard and manifest it all on our own, out of our own efforts, it's not so much the pushing that most of us can do. And the manifester has such powerful energy that people are afraid of their energy. And so typically they are told no a lot as a child so they're conditioned that it's not safe to do this or that that's too much that's too big that's just too scary have to resolve the fear of being controlled so this is the rewiring the manifester and the work that you get to do as a manifester and then realize that you are here to initiate and manifest and really what you want in life and that that resistance is just part of the process as well. Just like when we talk about getting outside your comfort zone and the fear. Being in your strategy doesn't always mean that it's gonna be sunshine and roses and cozy. You're gonna have adrenaline rushes, you're gonna have some fear, you're gonna get outside of your comfort zone because that's where growth and progress is. But as long as you're going according to your strategy. And the manifestor strategy is to inform. So you are here to impact others. So make sure you're informing so you're not scaring people with just going forward and doing it straight like a fast bullet train. So you are here. It's very powerful. No, you are here to impact others. Now, with the generator, the rewiring here is you are being taught and told to just do it, right? But the generator strategy is to wait to respond. Take all those breadcrumbs and take the next steps into experimenting right or wrong and just keep taking the breadcrumbs and following the trail to where your you know your purpose where your joy where your fulfillment is and where your soul is leading you so the hardest part for the generator is to let go of attachment and expectations i myself am a generator i 100 percent understand this and get that so it's really, really hard. So you have to let go of those attachments. The conditioning of trying to be a manifester, the habit of initiating instead of responding, you know, rewire and dissolve the habits of making decisions with the mind, the habit of relying on the mind and the intellect, the suppression of awareness of the sacral response in the body. The habit of not noticing overriding the sacral response with your mental rationalizations, right? You're not listening to your gut and you're constantly justifying and rationalizing and confusing yourself. Rewire the backlog of frustration from incorrectly initiated actions. And rewire the habit of jumping ship instead of waiting for the metamorphosis. So this is really important too. Let me go back to my slide is that knowing that it's when you get stuck in a certain place that metamorphosis is about to happen. So I'm guilty of jumping ship. 
And so push through that fear of nothing's going to happen. This is all wasted energy for naught. And don't jump ship because because you're frustrated, because it's not working and it's not, you know, the circle is not getting through the square hole. Just give it some time. Wait to respond for the next step, right or wrong, but to wait for that transformation. You know, I learned about human design two years ago and I thought, oh no, this isn't for me. And I just kind of was frustrated that I was getting nowhere with it. But what I was doing as a generator was the whole process of learning. And I'm still learning. I'm not an expert, but I know more than a few of you. So it's like this constant learning of to master things, of the mastery. And that's it. That's what we need to do is be patient as generators to wait to respond for that evolution and the metamorphosis to occur. Let me see if there's anything else to add to that before I move on, because most of us are generators, so I want to make sure I hang out a bit of time on this. So it's important in resolving the unresolved frustration is to just reevaluate what what am I doing? Am I pushing? Am I pushing too hard? Am I forcing something that shouldn't be happening? Or am I waiting to respond? Am I waiting to receive some type of event or something to do, a work project to respond to? And then at the core, you need to resolve the disappointment of not being a manifester. You're here designed not to be a manifester. You're here to be patient and to wait. But you know all of those detailed steps to do in the middle that maybe a manifester will come your way and delegate, hey, can you join my project? I have this really huge vision. And you know all of the steps to help the manifester get there in the middle especially if you have your defined head, you see the full vision and the full picture. Yeah. And so this is important to unplug from, generator, the habit of rationalizing mental decisions, the habit of initiating, and the habit of jumping ship instead of waiting for metamorphosis. Possibly maybe the habit of initiating and the waiting to respond. I can try and give you a better example of that. And generator, wait for clarity of knowing before taking action. So it's important to tune into either your solar plexus, if it's defined, or your sacral. And just allow the metamorphosis, wait for the metamorphosis to happen. Yeah. So this, this will help you experience your, your essential nature. Yes. Any questions? Let me check if there's questions before I move on. No questions. So the next slide is the manifesting generator. This, again, you have, it's very going to be very similar to the generator, but with a little bit more of complexity because you, just as a generator, you need to be patient. You suffer from being impatient and aggressive. Like you get really angry and frustrated, you know, in your life through your inability to wait and respond to your sacral sounds. And patience is the form of action. I want you to affirm to yourself that patience is the form of action. So, for you, finding work that you love with the ability to demonstrate your gift for efficiency. You know how to find those shortcuts. So use your efficiency energy and 
just do what you love while waiting to respond. And the goal with the manifester is to accept that waiting and responding is the best for you and then to learn patience and to rewire any underlying cause for impatience. So let's take a look at maybe some underlining causes for impatience. So I'm just going to my other notes here. Pure generator. We just did pure generator. Yes, conditioning of trying to be a manifester. It's, all been, it's going to be very similar. So you, you know, as a manifesting generator, you will always try to initiate and manifest. And when you meet resistance, you will typically just keep pushing through and smashing through again and again, but it will lead to damaging your body and eventually being exhausted, run down, ill health, burnout. So you you may suffer from, like I said, both being impatient and aggressive. So it's important to wait for your sacral sounds. What are sacral sounds? It's asking yourself yes or no questions. You know, yes, do I do I want to move forward and experiment with this next step and follow on this project? Is it a mm-hmm as a yes or a mm-mm, no, or a hmm? You know, there, your purpose in life is to find work that you truly love. And that's really important because what lights you up is what's going to allow you to respond to different things. Things, you know, as a manifesting generator, you don't want to hear that you need to wait. Like literally, that is torture. That is the last thing that you want to hear. But typically you need to do so and it's very difficult and challenging for you to slow down long enough to wait and to listen to your sacral response so there's a tremendous amount of suppressed anger which can be developed over time with dealing with resistance that they create things just never move fast enough does it sound familiar you need to learn the value in waiting to respond and developing patience i feel like i said that like 10 times already but i think it's important to really accept and to hear the key difference between a pure generator and a manifesting generator is that the manifesting generator does have a circuit connection between a motor and the throat and because of this they do not go through stages of frustration and perfection like the pure generator may and does. Rather, they get frustrated and angry when things don't happen their way or fast enough. So the goal with a manifesting generator is to get you, manifesting generator, to accept that waiting and responding is best for you, right? And then to learn to practice patience. So rewire any underlying cause of what's keeping you from being patient. So go to the root. Every time you feel impatient, ask yourself the right questions. Ask yourself, why? Why am I being impatient about this? Why does it need to happen now versus having a long game or an end goal of when this is going to happen? So it's, this is really good to ask the right questions so you don't get stuck in your impatience loop. So if your solar plexus is defined, then you're going to be waiting out and listening to your emotional authority. So you want to make sure you're not being impulsive when you're in your high of your emotions and you want to wait for clarity through the whole cycle. So you're going to feel really up and high about something 
kind of in the middle, really feeling scared and down, like, no, hell no, I'm not going to do this. And then you're going to find your nice, equal, quiet, like the waves are not rushing onto the shore, quiet tide to find your clarity. And then you can ask yourself, does this feel right to do this? And then you'll get your yes or no in that clarity time. So the projector in rewiring you, you may become bitter and resentful as you end up having to compromise because here's the complex part of the gen- the projector is with all types that are not manifestors, projectors also try to manifest or initiate. That's just part of the culture that we're conditioned as, as kids. And upon meeting resistance, you become bitter and resentful because you end up having to compromise and you don't have, en- you're not, you're a non-energy type. I'm not going to say you don't have energy because you do, but as a non-energy defined type, you don't have consistent access to energy. So there, and there's no motor to the throat and there's no sacral definition. So you often find yourself as a projector exhausted. You're always trying to be seen by people who simply do not recognize your ability to guide. That's the major frustration that I've heard is you get so focused on the people that don't recognize you and you just latch on so tight, but you need to let go and wait for the invitation from the proper people. You are here, projectors, as a guide. You are here as a guide. And so it's important to know that. And it's important to wait for those who recognize you. So the not-self behavior, or let's say your ego, is to try and get seen or recognized. But you have the probing aura. It's not hard to do when you're being and glowing from within your own unique true self. So you have to learn to let go and allow the recognition to come to you. And it does not work for you if you pursue it. And when you try to get recognized, you will meet literally nothing but resistance. And yeah, you you have felt not seen in your lives and have become really bitter because of this. So for you, projector... You are very sensitive to the other. This is important too because you're typically your identity center is open. So your the identity is like the ego, the self-esteem, self-identity of others. You amplify it. So you're very sensitive to others and are mostly focused on the other. And this is fine except for when they interfere without being invited. Like let's say you're interfering with them. You're like, hey, I have this great idea, you should do this this way, or I'm sensing that you're feeling this, I have some advice for you. But if you just plow through without actually waiting for the invitation, that person's going to be really mad at you. You're going to hit a lot of resistance, get into conflict, and they don't want to hear it because they're not, they haven't invited you. The energy is not right. So again, you're here to understand the other person. So it's normal for you to be focused on the other through understanding the other, you can understand yourself. So if your motivation for taking care of the other is so that you will get recognition or get recognized that you're worthy, that you're loved, then you will just simply become bitter because it won't be reciprocated. Another area for the projector to resolve is compromise. So you tend to have an attitude 
that you will not get the life that you really want, so you compromise in your relationships and your jobs by settling. And settling is a huge problem for projectors. So projectors, you need to rewire for trusting that you will get recognized and invited when the time is right. You will stop looking outside for validation and recognition. You will stop trying to attract attention. That you will, you know, rewire yourself for not offering suggestions or opinions unless invited. That's such a hard one, I know. Rewire yourself to trust that the right relationship, job, or life will be offered to you at the correct timing. And projectors, you need to rewire yourself to know and trust that you do not have to settle or compromise. So all of those things are very important, very important. I'm just looking through my notes. Now, reflectors, reflectors, again, are small percentages. You can become the most lost of all the types because all of your nine centers are open and you can be left feeling disappointed with others and woefully dejected by the resistance that you meet in trying to initiate or manifest, right? Again, initiating and manifesting is something we all just want to do, especially with this whole manifestation talk. Just see it, believe it, and dream it, and do. It's important for us all to know that you can't just sit back and have the universe bring stuff to us. It's a really, it's just a very tricky dance. I was just listening to a podcast, Human Design Podcast today, talking about you need to keep taking the right steps. Again, if you're a generator, take the breadcrumbs and follow, do the things, make mistakes, learn from your mistakes, and just keep trying. But it's when we get stuck in our victim cycles, it's when we get stuck in our unconscious cycles that keep us in our comfort zone or keep us holding back or all of these things I'm talking about in each type, that's when it gets really, really tricky and we, we cannot just push through and manifest. So for you as a reflector, your potential is to reflect everything around you with perfect equanimity. But this, you mean, this is the potential to be a beautiful spiritual guru here, balanced, of course, in reality. So what happens is you feel disappointed with others. And then instead of being the hub of the community, which the reflector is supposed to be, you often end up feeling left out. And you have to endure constant identification with other people's emotions and stress and anxiety because your centers are amplifying other centers. So reflectors, you're not vulnerable because your centers are all open. You actually are more resilient because you're amplifying, understanding all the other people's energies. The undefined centers are not a handicap if you are operating correctly. In fact, the open centers can be the deepest windows of wisdom. Again, if you're experimenting and you're not over-identifying with them, understanding they're not all your own, if the reflector knows that you're designed clearly, then you're absolutely protected from identifying with anything at all. So because your chemistry magnifies everything and everyone, You have the potential to see everything that is really happening in a way that no one else can, which is pretty cool. The filter, you filter the general consciousness field. The role of the reflector is to be one with totality. 
Your greatest gift is to read others. You have the opportunity for a mystical life that most of us cannot even know. And you have a special connection with the moon in a way that you represent the moon on earth with your strategy of wait 28 days. So much depth there. So much depth. If you have questions, I hope this has helped. So what you need to do, your fears, you know, so let's talk about the reflector's fears because that plays into your not self acting in your subconscious, staying in your comfort zone is can I be myself? Who am I? You know, you're worrying about having a fixed identity and all the worries and fear from all nine open centers and the fear of being invisible. So what you need to do is become comfortable with the lack of fixedness in your design. You need to flow and change with the cycle of the moon and with the auras of those around you. It is key for a reflector to reflect their truth rather than the pain of others. And you can be very distracted with all those open centers or develop the potential for great wisdom. You get to choose either way. Okay, so yes, judgmental, looking for yourself where you are not. Yes, it's important to not resist change. It's important to not look for yourself where you are not. It's important for you to not be judgmental. It's feeling things fully. And of course, for all of us types to not force an outcome. So the ultimate energy for each. So if you are a manifester, you may be beginning to remember the fire that burns deep within you, the fire that you have probably allowed so many people to dampen. If you are a generator or a manifesting generator, you may feel completely liberated to learn what you have always suspected about yourself, that you are not designed to be a go-getter, and as you relax, things happen more smoothly. If you are a projector, you may feel a sense of relief that you do not have to do anything in order to get the recognition that you know you deserve, that you have only to wait and your invitation will come. And as a reflector, if you are a reflector, you may have finally understood why you feel so different from everyone around you and you may well be excited to learn more about your extraordinary design. So that is the reconditioning of your open centers and your not, really more of your not self theme. And that is the conclusion of the four ways you can decondition your subconscious mind. Number one, by waking up and knowing your human design chart. Number two is repetition. Number three is envisioning your life. And number four is disciplined actions that you take every day of your highest virtues, of discernment and love, peace and calm. If you wanna learn more about human design, I'll be uploading it into the library in the Empath Healing Community. Yeah, library portal. And you can visit that to join in the link in the show notes. I have everything hosted on my website and then we hold discussions on the Patreon and as well as live events. We meet once a month for that spiritual healing that you need for that 
hand to pull you out of your crazy feeling cycle. And we are here to lift each other up. Make sure that you rate and review this podcast. If you really enjoyed it, take a screenshot, share it on your socials, reach out to me. The link that's in the show notes goes directly to the landing page of this episode. So you can leave a comment at the very bottom of the blog page, or you can DM me on Instagram at Raven Scott Show. So many great ways to connect with you. And I really appreciate you listening. Have a beautiful day. And remember, always keep your unique light shining. Don't forget, for a limited time only, you can grab your free copy on Audible. Just sign up in the link in the show notes, and I will email you your own special code to redeem your free copy. What's my purpose? What do I grab? A slippery surface, a heart attack. And sometimes you just gotta There is a way to stop ruminating about the narcissist and their betrayal and their abuse. And that is through daily practicing meditation. If you did not know, I'm a certified meditation teacher. This skill is now going to be put to good use, and I'm honored to be hosting live meditations on one of my most favorite meditation apps called Luvo, L-U-V-O. It's free, and upon entering the app, you can take a quick survey to see which chakra is blocked, and then you can start meditating to release that chakra. For me, my block chakra was the root. No surprise. I always feel like there is no time in the world. My adrenals are always shot because I'm producing and editing and recording and drafting and creating and just too much, right? I, I do too much. But that's my unbalanced root chakra. And so as I've cleared my root chakra through the meditation and I've done loads of other things, right? Emotion code. I'm taking Bach flower and really focusing on slowing down. What's happened is that I've now been able to move through and do the meditations through the sacral. And then I'll move through the solar plexus and then the heart. So there's a vast amount of meditations in the library through the chakras, as well as guided meditations. So in addition to the library of guided meditations that I have the pleasure to contribute to, the app also uses a vibrational healing frequency that you can increase or decrease at your desire. So I'm so excited to be start hosting free live meditations in this app in February. So make sure you grab it for free in the Google Play or Apple App Store now so that you can be used to using it. Start using the app, meditate daily, and tune into reducing the suffering that you're feeling right now. It is proven. This is science now, you guys. This is so exciting. So tune into the app uh, daily for your benefit, but also to watch out for my live guided meditations coming to you soon. So sign up and the link to the app will be in the show notes.